my, my generation needs their own testimony of God. It's not somebody said. It's not they watch a video. 2011, I had a program. As a young teenage boy, I prayed prayers. I had a program. There was a woman who could not walk, sitting in front. Some of you here were in the meeting. I walked in the meeting. I didn't preach. The woman stood up. I, I, didn't, I had not preached. I just went, I walked into the meeting, I just walked to the woman. First thing, she just stood up. Now, you know the amazing thing about that? There were people around there, and what their testimony was that this was their first time of seeing a live miracle. Because every time they have been seeing Pastor Chris healing, and then you'll see somebody is coming from wheelchair. Every time, TV, 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 TV. But the person said, I saw for myself Life miracle. If you have heard that God changed life today, sin. If you have heard that God changes destiny today, it will be like a dream. I will now tell you why I'm angry. Because for me, I'm not. I'm not impressed with the Christianity. The Christianity that anything goes, anything can happen. Anything that is written in the Bible that God did, I am eligible to experience it. Now, the issue is that those who don't get angry with me, I don't think they will see what I'm, I'm looking for. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 7. The preacher man, Solomon, is saying, I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Are you, not, are you not angry? He said, I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Let me tell you something. In this service, if you are of the view that pastors should not be rich. Please, walk out. I beg you. Come another time. I'm telling you the truth of God. If you're of the view that Christians should not have money, please, please, the Lord help you. Just don't be in this service because we are about to discuss important things. Let me tell you something. Someone will say that the pastor should preach salvation. Do you know it costs money to preach salvation? It means, it means you have never preached salvation because if you truly preach salvation, you know that it costs money to preach salvation. There's no salvation in this world that does not cost money to preach. Me, I'm angry. If you are not angry with me, there's a problem. It means you are selfish. Someone says, I want to pray, pray. I say, God, please bless me and bless my family. That's all. Please. That's not why I'm here. If you want, bless me and bless my family. When we finish the service, we'll have a separate service for you. And we'll, we'll share different things. I said, if you're of the view, eh, if you're of the view that pastors should not be rich, this is what it says for you. If you're of the view that Christians should not be rich, you're in the wrong place. Yes, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now the anger is now coming out. 
Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Nonsense. Nonsense. How can a woman who has a testimony that the husband feared the Lord, the husband was a prophet, and the, he said the, the, the man died with death, that they have to take his children out of bondsmen. How? And they have a testimony that they serve God. Error. There's a problem. And you see, you know, when the body of Christ and God's people don't wake up, the devil sell to them a lie. He said, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophet. A son of a prophet. The guy is a prophet. The guy is a prophet. Then he says, the woman cried to Elisha. He said, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Kai. 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 How many times have people looked at you and said that, oh, your church, what has happened? I say I'm angry. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet. This is an insult to God. This is an insult to the covenant he made with Abraham. Unto Elisha. Saying that servant my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come. It said, and the creditor is come to take unto him my sons to be bondsmen. Let me tell you one of the things that poverty does. Poverty makes you sell your generation. If you still want me to preach salvation, I don't think you preach salvation more than me. I have one thousand souls in one night before. You see, it is an I saw, Listen now. There are some, you, you know, one of the things that got me angry while growing up in Christianity. You will see a man of God have a very nice crusade, preach very well, people get saved. When he finishes, he has to do fundraising. Why? He has to pay things. It was, it was burning my heart. It was, you know I do fundraising, right? You know I don't do fundraising, right? Yeah. You have to know first before I continue. I... One time I went to a crusade. The man of God finished preaching. I thought we have close. I, I was just hoping that God, let them not mention money here. Because if the unbelievers are around, they say, ah, they are tricks. They have started. But I am a man of God, and I understand that sometimes, eh, after you finish preaching the big message, the bills behind waiting for you, and they are genuine bills. You are not trying to scam anybody. So you see, pastors will come out with different, you know, Gimmicks. James chapter 4, verse 5. That means bring four CDs, 50 pesos. I mean, I mean, I mean, say it and let's give. But they have to bring different kind of things. One time a, 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 a young man of God came to service here. And he came and he said, he said something to me. He said, man of God. I thought he came for a second service. You know second service, the down is full, the top is full. He said, Man of God, I know many pastors that if they ever see a crowd like this, there's no way they will not do fundraising. He was shocked that I didn't do any fundraising, nothing. People come, they go. In fact, there was a time in Best Western I preached that God does not need your money. When I finished that service, we recorded the lowest offering. 
Because I said God does not know. And you will need faith to continue that message. If you think men of God should be poor, Christians should be poor, you have a problem. I'm telling you the truth. It, it, it's, just, it's just you don't understand. That's what I'll just say. You don't understand. If they ever show you what a crusade bill looks like, you know, many, many men of God cannot do crusade because of their bills. No, I want to tell you today, it's not an anointing problem. Oh, some really have anointing. The problem is not anointing. Some really have anointing, they have words. But who will you preach it to? The Bible says a poor man's wisdom is not heard. So it's not about your revelation. You can have a high revelation and you and your family members will listen to it. Because it costs money. For example, our church pays for Pastor Chris on GH1. Every time you see Pastor Chris on GH1, we pay for it. Now, now, so everyone who watches it thinks they are watching for free. But someone is paying for it. Now, imagine there was no Christian content on, on TV. The world will infiltrate our children and infiltrate our siblings. Different kind of thing. I remember how I was blessed with watching Pastor Chris many years ago when I was not even in the ministry. I was I watched it on TV. I didn't know somebody's paying. I thought DHR people wanted to do a to the kingdom of God. But they don't do anything like that. I'm telling you the truth today, today. Even Praise TV, that's a Christian teaching. They collect money from their pastors. And I don't blame them. They also have to pay electricity. So you have to understand that it, it is not a problem when a Christian is poor. Because the black Christian cannot do what he's supposed to do for the kingdom of God. Are you, are you aware that there was a day that the, the, the tax collectors came to ask Jesus for money? Are you aware they came to ask him for money? Our Jesus who? They said, Master, bring your tax. So this situation over here is, is a cause for anger. How is he a prophet? How is a prophet's child or children going to become bondsmen because he is owing? Let me tell you something. The first thing I want you to know is that there is something, I need to, I need to make you understand this. There is something that holds money from the Christian. I need to let you know that. Now, there was a guy who came to me one day. He said, Sir, when I was in the world, I used to make money. When I became a Christian, it was harder for money to come now. I said, yes, that's how it's supposed to be. You are shocked. You are thinking God should be too good me so. Too good me so. Yeah, that, you, are, you, are, you are thinking it should be the case. You think that should be the case. But that's not the case. Actually, when you start even giving in the house of God, and you start getting involved in the things of God, now, you become a target for the devil. Why? Remember, we are still on victory by this way. You can't retire for the devil because what you are giving, you understand, is shaking the kingdom of darkness. So he does not only attack the one preaching, he also attacks the one sponsoring the preaching. Because if the devil is able to fight the economic war and win, he's going to cripple Christians. Now, let me tell you something. Years ago, when, years ago when, when uh, churches were poor, and they used to say, as poor as a church rat, or a church mouse, right? Nobody was criticizing church. They were not criticizing pastors. They were not criticizing well, the, the car pastor is driving. They were not criticizing anything. When the church started making money, everybody, hey! And then they are collecting the money from the poor people. And then they are collecting money. And the poor people don't have sense. The poor people don't they have sense. Ah, which person will give money? I'm surprised. How, where did that, this analogy come from? The poor rather giving. I don't understand that. 
He said, they are going to the gullible. And if, if, if any pastor ever opens up to you to tell you what they are doing for the brethren, you'll be shocked. You know, because Jesus Christ said, when you, what you give on, uh, on the right hand, don't let your left hand see. So they have to be quiet. Hmm. They have to be quiet. Because if, they ever bring, if I ever one Sunday say, I'm bringing on the number of people I pay their school fees, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. So you'll ask me, ah, so how do you do it? Frank, I bought you also a car, so after servicing you. No, I'm not prophesying. It's not a prophecy. He said, his car, his car is dead. That is, that is miracle service. No, no, no. I want you to, I, I want you in the next one year, walk to your house, tell mommy, there's a car outside, it's actually for you. Hey! <laughs> uh, I know after messages like this, some people won't like me, I don't really care. Service night though. Magaba so kateke le kakabaya. The devil is ashamed. You will make money look like sand. No, the time, the time, the time I'm going to start proclaiming words that you have to receive is coming. I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for some something to happen inside. It, when it kicks like that, kama Ah, I refuse to be a nobody. I refuse to be broke. Then you say, they, they, my husband feared the Lord. But he took his children out to be bondsmen. It is inconsistent with the nature of God. Because God, many times in Scripture, told the children of Israel, he said, and the, 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 the people will look at you and you shall not be ashamed. You see, God does not want you to be ashamed. Because of time, now, we now start even, you know, we now coin messages to be protecting God's image. I know my God shall do it for me. I know my God shall do it for me. For the next five years has come. I know my God shall do it for me. The next ten years has come. Don't you know about God? God is really going to do it. Fifteen years time. Say, you know, you have to really be patient like Job. You know? Then 20 years now, you are about to die. You have not driven a car. Man of God, it's only important. Only our salvation is important. Every other thing is not important. Even if I don't have a car, I'll go to heaven. No problem. But how will you fulfill the commission, the great commission? When Jesus Christ told the disciples that going into all the world, he didn't mention that they will take to go all over the world, you have to buy plane tickets. See, he didn't mention that. It's hidden inside it. But when you want to go all over the world, you have to buy plane tickets. I know people, you understand? I know people who, who have money in the house of God and they're able to do a lot for God. I tell you, they're able to do a lot for God. When, when you say, oh, we are about to do this. We are about, let me tell you one of the reasons, I'll come to that. One of the things that is responsible for People and families staying in abject poverty for very long is family altars. And today, many family altars are coming off. Many family altars are coming off. Now, 
When affliction strikes, because I talked about family altars, affliction. When we say affliction, what is affliction? A lot of the times, when affliction strikes on people, like poverty, like some long sickness, it's an affliction. When it strikes on people, a lot of the time, it's on legal grounds. I'll tell you the truth. A lot of the time, it's on legal grounds. Sometimes it is not, because the devil actually acts as a thief. If he's acting as a thief, that means he's doing it unlawfully. That is it's illegal. But a lot of the time, too, the devil also is very lawful. Because the Bible talks about lawful captive. A lot of the time, the devil likes to insist on his rights. Why do some people experience something like spiritual marriage? They will be, the moment they sleep. Anyone here who has that experience, the moment you sleep, someone comes to sleep with you. Don't be shy. They have to stop today. Just let me know. Okay, good. Good. They'll leave today. They will return their bride price today. <laughs> now, actually, it does happen because I've met people. Now, one of the reasons why I don't just debunk, you know, some Christians, they just debunk things. Oh, it's not true. Oh, it's not true. No. Someone is experiencing it. Don't say it's not true. Go and do your research. When you do your research, you realize that sometimes in, okay, this is the story of one lady. She was having epileptic attacks, and she kept having them and kept having them. They went to the hospital, they gave her different things. So they took her to a fetish priest in trying to solve the whole thing. So when they took her to the fetish priest, the fetish priest says the only way they can um, let it stop, because she's a very nice girl and she doesn't have epileptic attack. And imagine you're a mother and your, your daughter is so young and having epileptic attack and she's so beautiful. And you will do anything possible. I mean, I'm not a mother, but I can, I can tell that you will feel it. So you will do everything possible. Mommy, am I right? Yeah, so she took her to a... I don't judge her for taking her to the traditionalist. I don't judge her because sometimes you come to the witch and imagine you have a beautiful daughter you gave birth to and she's shaking and foaming. It's bad. So I don't judge her. Now she's And the fetish priest says the only way they can stop it is that, you know, the spirit will have to marry her and, you know. And when you think about it, spirit marrying, oh, spirit marrying somebody, there is no really anything serious. I mean, if it's human being married, you know that, yes, that is our spirit. Oh, so the, she, the lady told me they cut uh, goats, put it on her, different kind of things, and she said she remembers she was young, but she remembers everything that happened. From that day, the epilepsy attack stopped. Now, just know that from that day, whatever spirit is going to demand his wife. Go to demand his wife. So, the moment, this lady said, the moment she dozes off, one round. The moment she dozes off, she just has to, when she dozes off, she doesn't have to sleep. And, you know, some people make certain jokes about spiritual husband, that all they know is sex, they don't give uh, uh, chop money. <laughs> and they, they also drive men away from you. And if you get married, they also, you know, sometimes they stop you from getting married. And sometimes when you get married, they now start attacking your husband's business or something. Like, I mean, they're in a, a, a frenzy with you. They'd like to prove that they are married. They are not single. Now, so I said, the devil likes to insist on his rights. Sometimes it is generational. Okay? When you become born again, 
you are cut off. But the devil will not immediately say, okay, you are cut off, I'm gone. No. He's going to make you think that he's still entitled to it. He's going to make you think that he's still entitled to you. So a lot of families, you know, they get into, you know, um, those kind of situations, some long-lasting poverty situation, and they think it's the business that's not working. You know, when you understand, you understand um, mammon or the god of money, when you understand mammon, you know the reason why Jesus Christ said you cannot serve God and mammon. Because this world system, I've said it over and over again, I said it is not built to support God. It is not built to support the Christian. Now, take for example, why did God tell Abraham to come out of his father's house? Why? Because Abraham's grandfather was Nahor. Nahor was connected with Nimrod. And they were all connected to the Tower of Babel. And that's where we have Babylon from. Now, Babylon is the system apart from God. So if God says that we give, listen now, if God says we give to be wealthy, Babylon says we save to be wealthy. So Babylon forms a system that is severed from God. So this is the background that Abraham was coming from. So if God was going to do anything serious with Abraham, God has to take Abraham from that house. So God told Abraham, get out of your father's house, out of your kindred, onto a land I'll show you. Now, Abraham became a sojourner. All, all, all his life, he had to just be walking. He was just traveling from place to place. Isaac's case was different. To show you that that was um, not God's static plan. It's not like God wants us to move and just be moving. No. Isaac, God told him, stay in this land. Why? Because Abraham has already created a disconnection between himself and now. So, now Isaac is now connected to Abraham, who has now obeyed God. So, Isaac, God could tell Isaac, stay here. So, when you sometimes find yourself in certain places, in certain, certain families, you see that there is this peculiar, you know, that's why, you know, when you go to, for example, secondary school and you go to university, be very careful with the people you play with, because there are some people, you know, they are working in a generational blessing. They are always very bad, but good things happen to them. Because God looks upon, like for example, Solomon, God, 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 God got angry at Solomon at the time and he said, no, I'm angry at you, but because of David, I won't touch you. So there are people like that. Their parents have served God so much, their grandfather has served God so much, that God looks at them and God has to just reckon, listen, God has to just reckon the sacrifices of their grandparents for them. So, they touch anything, it works. They touch anything, it works. So now, you begin to play by those same principles, but you, by, when we count three, it's a fetish priest. When we count three behind, it's a fetish priest. So, there are spirits that are responsible for certain things that happen. So, affliction is usually a, um, a function of legality. Now, look at Psalm 119, verse 67. Psalm 119, verse 67. He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. You see, before the affliction came, I missed the way. There's something went wrong before affliction came. It maybe went wrong with my mom. Maybe went wrong with my grandmother. 
But before I was afflicted, affliction doesn't just happen. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So sometimes, I, I was, when I was teaching victory by the, by the Spirit, I was teaching, I said, sometimes this is how the devil is able to get people, all right, um, to, 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 to fall into some sort of problem, all right? Then you think that they had a problem with God, not necessarily. Now, it's like this. The devil can move a Christian, all right, against the laws of God. Once he moves him against the laws of God, then laws begin to fight him. It's like, you say, okay, there's no law of gravity. And the devil will tell you, okay, go and stand, and there's no law of gravity, so jump. It's not like God can't hold you, do you understand? It's not like God can't hold you, but you have just violated a law, law of gravity. You have just violated a law, and you're going to come down. God help you if you come, if you come down alive. So, that's, that's, sometimes the devil moves, like remember um, First Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1, Bible talks about David, he said, David was moved. You see, he was moved by Satan. The Bible says, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. He provoked David. Now, Satan could not touch David. He could not touch David. What he would have loved to do was to touch all Israel. Satan would have loved to touch all Israel because the devil always goes for what God is, is, is uh, calling precious to him. So Israel was precious to God. So God wanted to all right, show forth his glory through Israel. Now, Satan says, I'm coming after that thing God comes after. But you see, God has protected it and given them a king called David. So, Satan wants to touch Israel, so he now goes, provokes the leader to number Israel. As against what God told David. When you read the, the, the Bible, you actually realize that something happened. As a result of this, a number of Israelites died. What the devil achieved, what he wanted to do, what he did was he provoked David to number Israel. So he provoked him against God's system. And so the system began to fight David. He said, before I was afflicted, he said what? I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I did something, I went astray. I missed the way. But I said, but now I have kept thy word. But now I have kept thy word. But now I have kept thy word. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Joel chapter 2. Let's start from verse 14. Okay, let's start from 10. So I can get it in context for you. Now, look at this. Now, God was bringing judgment. Now, I'm going to teach you that what to do out of affliction. What to do out of affliction, when affliction strikes. What to do when something is going wrong like that. A law is working against you. A law is working against the family. A law is working against someone. This is what to do. I'm going to show you. Now, the earth shall quake before them, and the heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Now, what is this? Affliction. God is telling the people of Israel that because of certain things, that when you start from verse 1, you will see what I'm talking about. You can read it in context. You see what they did wrong right from Joel chapter 1. You see what they did wrong. And you realize that, okay, so God was bringing judgment. Anytime you see the day of the Lord, you will see it in verse 14. When you see the day of the Lord, it's talking about judgment. Why? Because every day of God is mercy. Because the Bible says he is plenteous in mercy. So every day of God is mercy. You see, but when God says, that's why sometimes you wonder how come sinful people, they can be there, they will not die, and the good people are dying. And the sinful people are there, they don't die. It's like they are doing bad things, but as we keep praying that God should 
punish them. God is not punishing them. Why? Because the cup must be full. Judgment is a day. And the thing about God and his judgment is that when he starts, you can't stop him. So, as we are in the era of God's grace right now, that we are enjoying the grace of God, that, oh, people are sinning free, and so we are, we are the grace of God. No, God, and, it, and God is also so gracious. He is the full equilibrium of graciousness. As you are doing whatever you want, you say, oh, grace is covering me. God says, yes, it's covering you. Yeah, love is covering you. The day we will be raptured from here, and God says, the day of judgment has come. There's no prayer. He said the earth shall quake before them. Now, he's talking about the children of Israel, that this is going to happen to them. Verse 11, keep going. He says, And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his care is very great, for he is strong that executed his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? <laughs> Therefore also now say the Lord, Turn ye now. While God is telling them that judgment is coming, Affliction is coming. He now gives them the remedy to the affliction, telling them, if you do this, you will come out of the affliction. If you do this, you will come out of the affliction. If you do this, you will come out of the problem. If the family will do this, they will come out of it. Turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting. Write it down. I I taught it last week, right? I taught it last week. Now I'm showing you the scriptures. And with fasting. Someone say, Pastor, my family, nothing is working. Have they gone on a fast? Have they done a family fast? Let me tell you something. This is my personal testimony. I don't know about anybody, but there is nothing that has, has you know, beaten me down that was not solved when I fasted. There's nothing. I pray. Once I pray and I don't get what I'm looking for. Can you please check the pin mic? Once I pray, and I'm not getting the answer I'm looking for. I pray, I'm not getting the answer I'm looking for. I had a fast. I had a fast. When the fast is not giving the answer, I put off my phone. That's the second fast. You know you can fast from your phone? There are some people, they don't fast from their phone. Ping, 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 ping. But you say something is wrong. Something is not wrong. Therefore also now, say the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Continue. And rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. Verse 4, verse 14. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. This is a family fast. This is group fasting. (laughs) Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that... Now, is it not amazing... I'll read it. Right. Isn't it amazing that God is about to bring judgment and God is telling them what they will do that would overturn the judgment. Now, think of it like this. It's like a judge sitting in the seat. Then, the person that he's about to judge against is his nephew. He wants to help the nephew. He cannot just judge and say, hey, it's my nephew. So it's not. No, it's not done. You understand? It, it's, not, it's not judicial. Accepted. The best he can do is he can call him and say, okay, go ahead, take a lawyer. Tell him to say this. Tell him to say that. Bring this case out and we can solve it. Then he will come to court and they will play it over there. Then the guy will do exactly what the judge says. And upon the basis of the law, the judge can now acquit him. 
That's who God is. He's a judge. Don't stop thinking God can just wake up and do what he likes. Don't stop thinking like that. It's not good. It's not good because he, God, says that he, he watched over his word to perform it. You understand? So his integrity is always, you know, important to him. His integrity is always important to him. He watched over his word to perform it. So every time God is watching over his word. So anything God has said that brings affliction, when you go against it, it will come against you. And the best thing God can do is to teach you how to reverse the matter. So God is teaching them how to reverse the matter now. There is something that God uses to re- reverse affliction. And that's what I'll, I'll show you. God uses something to reverse affliction. Because judgment is legal. The judgment is legal. And it is the right thing that God is doing if he judges you and judges the family for what is going wrong. Take, a, for example, the lady I'm talking about. They carry themselves to the fetish priest. God can't step in. <laughs> Do you understand? They carry themselves. Just like we, by ourselves, we lifted our hand and gave our life to Jesus Christ. So they also carry themselves. Nobody forced them. They carry themselves over there. So God, there's nothing God can do about it. So the only way that that can be reversed is if they also engage another law that can open the judgment and bring a new judgment. So he says, gather, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. I mean, he says, even the babies that are sucking breasts, he said, add them to the fasting. I said, hmm. Nineveh did it. In Nineveh, when Jonah went to, <laughs> when Jonah went to prophesy that God said they are about to die if they don't repent, the king even made the animals fast. I know a prophet in this country, very great prophet, who there's a day all the animals in the in the in his compound fast. Yeah, and now the animals are used to it. When it's Friday, they don't ask for food. <laughs> yeah, when it's Friday, they don't ask for food because they know they are fasting. Yeah. In the beginning, they will riot. They will riot and they want to eat it. But after a while, they realize that this house is better we relocate or we just, you know. He said, let the bridegroom go forth out his, his chamber. He said, this kind of fasting, the, the one who has even married a woman, he said, don't, don't go with your, your wife. Stay back. He said, and the bride out of her closet. So everybody come out. Social distancing. Verse 17, then he now shows them how to come out of the affliction. He said, let the priests, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. Let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. He said, let them go and weep. Between the pot and the altar. Now, when the Bible talks about weeping, don't think that it is about crocodile tears. <laughs> they say we should weep. We are fasting. No. It has to be a spiritual one. Weep. God is so amazing that even what to say in the prayer, he taught them. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the pot and the altar and let them say, God is teaching them, and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? When I started coming to, going to church as a young boy, when I started going to church as a young boy, and I assume, 
Yansunya misa, yanye ni sa. I said, Debi, 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 Debi. Everybody in the area, different nicknames. Pastor Chris, Pastor, Pastor, Pastore, Pastor. This one, everybody had a nickname for me. And it was, they were laughing at me. So I kept going. My trouser was very slim. As I kept, it, it was as though nothing would come out of what I'm doing. All I, I, I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost just, he just kept this hope inside. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Because at a certain point, you realize that this thing doesn't look like anything is going to come out of it. You know? What if something doesn't come out of it? What if, you know, sometimes the devil comes and says, see, see what you are doing. Then maybe one of your mates who has just gotten a job at Cal Bank and taking a car loan will just come and drive past you. Where are you going? I'm going for fellowship meeting. Ah, oh, all right, all right. Let me give you a ride as well. Oh. He said that the people will ask. He said, he said, go and pray like this. He said, so that people don't ask, where is your God? I dare say, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, the creditor probably was not even an Israelite. Because if he was an Israelite, he would not collect the money that he has loaned to a prophet. Because Israelites, they respect prophets. I dare say it's not an Israelite. Yeah, there is no prophet. Because if a prophet collects something from you, you can say, oh, take it, it's a seed. It's not a seed. It's not from Israel. He's a creditor. He's about to take the sons of the prophet as slaves to work and pay for what their father borrowed from them. You will never carry a generational debt to your children. You didn't say the amen was. You will never carry a generational debt to your children. He said, wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God? Verse 18. Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Now, hold on. The word pity there is wrongly rendered. The actual Hebrew word is, and have mercy. Mercy is what we use to overturn affliction. Why? Because sometimes affliction is a judgment. And if it's a judgment... The, the judge has ruled that it is not in your favor. But even in the law, there is a small window for mercy. So sometimes they will tell you, we will tamper justice with me. So God has it. He can tamper justice with mercy. So, he is telling you the only way you can access mercy because if you are coming on basis that I'm right, you are not right. If you are coming on basis that you have faith, you don't. If you are coming on the basis that you follow the Ten Commandments, you probably didn't. So, there's only one small window left. The small window is, is a cry. If you cry, he will open mercy. I told you before, I said, mercy is the only window that God uses, all right? He uses to express sovereignty. The only time that God said that I will show mercy upon whom I will show mercy, and I will show mercy upon whom I will show mercy, then you ask God why. He said, no, don't ask me any question. So that is the only time that God expresses his own free will. 
So mercy is what we use to overturn affliction. Isaiah 63. I'll show you something. Isaiah 63. <laughs> Verse 9. In all their affliction, remember, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is saying, anytime you are suffering, it affects his testimony. I see. Any, anytime people laugh at you, they've not just laughed at only you. It is one zero against the kingdom of God. I'm seeing somebody here. You open a shop for two months. You've not been able to operate because there's no sales, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. nothing. Okay, hold on. Have you started? Did you close it? What happened? I will now use this to explain to you the reason why a Christian will open a business. In the beginning, it looks like he's making sales. Looks like things are going. Then all of a sudden, there's a cut. Affliction. And in all their affliction, he was afflicted. You will see the he, the he over there. You see it in the, in the rest of the verses. So you have to read it in context. You know the he over there. In all the affliction, he was afflicted. The Holy Ghost was afflicted. I tell you all the time, anytime you lose as a Christian, it's, God, it's God's loss. Why? He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify the Father. So anytime my light shines, people glorify God. So anytime my light shines, God gets a fans. My life shines, God gets the fans. You know, imagine, imagine. One time, I think when I was on campus, there was a lady. There was a lady. She had a very, very nice car. So she was driving me. While we were going, then she saw um, a gentleman walking there. And she says, okay, I want to win his soul. So you know what? Go and sit at the back so that I can let him sit at the front. So the kind of car that parked, you can't say you not sit down in the lift. I'm telling you the truth. The kind of car that parked, he packed the car. Mm. He said, gentlemen, where are you going? Um, you know, usually guys don't take lift from ladies, but he said, oh, yes, I said, oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. The guy sat down. Look, that kind of thing, you can't argue. You will give your life to Christ. <laughs> Do you understand? I, I, I'll tell you the truth. They started believing my message in my house. My family started believing my message when I started displaying money. Yeah, when I started, I started, no, when the, I said, go to the house, I said, okay, what do you need? Okay, rise up, buy, okay, buy all those things, I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> now, when I come and I say, give, they now, yes, say, they will give. My mother told me point blank, she said, you have shown us the way. So you have shown us the way. Because when we started in the beginning, they said they are, they are scared. That I've sown seed and sown seed, sown seed. They are scared that I'll go and sow my wife and children as seed. Because <laughs> every time, every time I said, where is this thing we gave you? I've sown seed. Where is this one? I've sown seed. During those times, we used to sow a lot of materials and call the money we didn't have it. <laughs> so today, I'm in church. I come here and I'm going to be sure. So I'll just be there. I'll just go and sow a seed. I'll just be there. So the preaching is hot. It's going on. Now go and sow a seed. I went to sow a seed. I went to sow a seed. Then I go home. One day I sow seed. 
my transport, I sold it. I was expecting the Lord to come through for me on the wood. That an angel would drop by and say, my son, my son, every, everything you, do, you did has pleased the Lord. <laughs> every, every, everything you did has pleased the Lord, so what? S- sit on my back, let me take you to the house. That is how I walk. <laughs> I walked to my house. So we, we kept doing it. One time, one time, what I said, every day, so seed, so seed. Are you a farmer? In all the affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. Column. To show you how he saved them. In his love and his pity. The same Hebrew word, kalum. It is pity. That's mercy. He redeemed them. So I said, mercy is what we use to reverse affliction. And today, God is about to demonstrate mercy to some people in this place. I said, God is about to demonstrate mercy to some people in this place. I said, God is about to demonstrate mercy to some people in this place. <laughs> and all the affliction was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity and his mercy. Now, what happens? What happens when the mercy shows up? Go back to Joel chapter 2. Let's go to verse 18. Then the Lord will be jealous for his land and pity his people. Verse 19. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil and ye shall be satisfied. The first one that happens when mercy comes is provision. Provision comes. When God demonstrates mercy, the first is provision. Now, this provision is very, very important. You see? Because at this time, the people are under curse of what they have been through with God. So he said, God said, when this message shows up, he said, I will send you corn and wine and oil and ye shall be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. That means the people who are not born again will not look at you and say that, ah, this guy, you keep going to church, but you are poor. Provision. God is making some provision available for certain people here now. And listen, I said this is a miracle service. Listen, I, some people think I'm coming to do gymnastics for me. No, it's the simple word I've spoken. You believing and receiving it. Now, for some people's provision, for, okay, for example, the class, let me, the class I bought for you, okay, I didn't think of it here. I was praying in my room. God said, buy it for them. I said, God, I have to do this. God said, buy it for them. God gave me pressure. He said, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. And I bought it. That's his provision. It's not me. I'm not trying to dash you something. It's God's provision. God made the provision. Yeah, yeah, probably maybe we're not praying for a car or anything. God just said, okay, I think he needs it. Someone will be thinking, huh. Me too, God should think of me like that. You see, that is what mercy looks like. Mercy is like God just randomly, may God randomly pick you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what mercy looks like. God randomly just passed through, you know, mercy, if you, if, you, if you don't understand mercy, you'll always be offended. Because every time you just, ah, but I'm better than this person. Ah, this lady is very bad, but she has married. Me, I kept myself, Lord. I can't myself. But you see, it's called mercy. You see, don't feel bad. 
is this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous. So instead of you thinking that you merit something from God because you kept yourself, start laying claim on mercy. Because it says it is by the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. <laughs> that means if we come and check why we are not consumed there, what we do is not past. It's not how we pray. Some people pray and they were dying in the praying and died in the prayer. Yeah. It's not of the Lord's mercy. So I love mercy. I love the mercy of God, though. I'm telling you, I don't, I, I don't pride myself in I can pray because people can pray than me. Yeah, so I know a lot of pastors who can pray than me. They can pray, pray, pray. One day I went to a chairman I was wondering if I'm a Christian. I went to a chairman and there. The guy sat like a monk on the, on the stone. Look, when he started, that was the time I was now entering. I got there, I slept, I read book, I, I went to a, The guy was still there. Is that why I'm here? I met another guy too. I was going to do all night. And the place is so cold. So I wore about two jackets. But this guy's just wearing one shirt. He has put his hand behind him. He's just walking. There's a cross in, in the middle of Atriamant. If I'm not going there, you don't know what I'm talking about. Have you gone there before? You saw the cross. Yeah, there's a cross there. I've, I've, I've been there. Hey, meeting here, Papa. You know. <laughs> the, the guy will walk around the cross. Walk around the cross. This night, like 9 p.m., I said I'm going to do all night. But the way the place is cold, by 12, I said I finished the all night. <laughs> I woke up 6 a.m. to go and brush my teeth. The guy was still walking around the corner. So if it comes to prayer, there, no, I'm not part. I'm telling you, by the mercy of God. By the mercy of God. Someone say, ah, I really read Bible, so God should give me audience. It's not by that. It's not by the... Paul said, Paul said, he said he's praying that God will give him utterance. Why? Because you don't need to quote all the Bible to preach. You just need to say what God wants to say to his people. So it's not by how, how, how much of the Bible you are reading. No, 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 no. Some say, I read Bible. Yes, it's read the Bible. But don't think it gives you merit in anything. Look, it's good that you kept yourself. It's very, very good that you kept yourself. But you will be shocked that as you kept yourself, someone did not keep yourself, and the person has gotten married, and you say, oh God, why, why, why? No, no. So stop thinking that because you kept yourself, it is now merit. You understand? So you are not doing you and God. God, I kept, so do this. No, no, leave that one. Mercy. Mercy. Mercy, 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 Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord. When things are not working the way it's supposed to go, go and weep. The family needs to fast. The family needs to weep. This is what makes the miracles come. The family needs to weep. The family needs to fast. The family business that they started that is not working. It is because you are Christians. I'm telling you. Apart from the hard work bits, all right. I'm a very hard worker. Those who around me know that I'm a very. So I don't speak against hard work. I know the difference. <laughs> in fact, I, if, if you are thinking that I'm speaking against hard work, I probably work harder than you. In fact, I do work harder than you. I don't sleep. Anyone who knows me, I don't sleep. Anybody who comes around, I don't sleep at all. Every time I'm working, every time I'm doing something, every time I'm doing something, sitting down, doing something, doing something all the time. And so I understand the place of hard work. Then um, your customer service, everything you want to do, all the things in the business, all those things, they are very beautiful, they are very nice. But sometimes, sometimes you need a divine push. You see, you need that divine push. And that thing has not come. So the devil is trying to use against you. Why? Because if that family becomes wealthy, it will be a testimony for God. Now, two of my sons came to see me um, about a week or two ago. Huh? And they are landed a major contract. Major contract. The money is big. It's not like they are praying. They've gotten it. I told them, I said, buy cars. I said, buy cars. 
They were surprised. They, were th- they thought I told them, you know, they should, after they do their business, they should give to the ministry. I said, no, buy cars first. I said, why? Because you will not get the opportunity to share your testimony everywhere. The car can be a testimony. I said, buy it. Buy it. By the time you drive in your area, vroom. And so that, ah, this guy who has been holding Bible all the time, and he's like, God's people need to prosper. Doesn't look like I'm smiling. I'm angry. If, 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 God, if the kingdom of God is not your heartbeat, you will not understand what I'm preaching. If you are all about God, bless me. God, bless me. God, I want to enter uh, this one. So, bless me. If you are all about that, you will never understand what I'm saying. But if your heartbeat is the kingdom of God, and you weep when you see, at those times when I see pastors having crusade and they are, they are begging for money and all that, those things used to make me so sad. And that used to make me saddest. Those times on campus, when they are having artist nights, best of lights, best of sound, best of everything, then they Artists will come and perform, and everything is so glowing and very nice when they are doing gospel rock show. Mantria, Mantria, stage, small stage, something small. For God, I said, This for my God, this for my God. And they'll tell you the reason why they can't do a big one because nobody will sponsor it. Coca Cola will not sponsor it because if they say they sponsor that one, the Muslims will say you to come and sponsor my own. So they will just go for one that is just circular, that is in the middle, and they will not go for that. So nobody will sponsor our gospel. Coca Cola can't sponsor Jesus. So God has to empower His people to sponsor the gospel. So when that thing came into my heart, I decided to now take up the challenge. Then I started it. The stage we mounted for Encounter Lab on Legon campus. We are seeing who will challenge it. Nobody, no, 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 nobody is not there again. Nobody is not there again. By the time we finished the stage and everything we put over there, people came to woo, woo, woo. And some are saying that it was Sinat who came to put it there. You are not serious. <laughs> you understand? It was a heartbeat. Someone said, you are wasting money. I'm not wasting money. There's nothing too much for God. If you treat God like that, you also look at you. There's nothing too much for you. I said, something is happening in this service. No, you, you just might not be seeing. Something is going on. 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 The first one is provision. 20, verse 20. <laughs> but I will remove far from you the nothing army. Then the second one. Now, this is the part I want you to pay attention to. I will remove far from you the nothing army. The second one is that the enemy is rebuked. The enemy is rebuked. Now remember, he said concerning the titan. He said, I'll open a blessing. Then the second one, he said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So he's trying to show you that one of the things that has not caused prosperity is there is a spirit. And I'm talking to God's people. If it's not God's people, let me tell you, if you are not born again and you want to be rich, the devil can help you. In fact, he will sponsor you. He will help you. There are some people, if they get money, isn't it Moe, Moe challenge? Then they are pouring Moe, Moe. This one buy one drink, 800 cities. Oh, how much is that? Thousand, yeah, one drink, thousand. And people are pouring it. Then this one, I'll buy four. This one, buy. Meanwhile, when we come to session, we are giving people are complaining. They have not seen anything yet. I said, if you think. If you. Ah, when, I bought, when I bought the two cars, eh, when I finished, I said, Lord, the same way I bought cars. Eh? I'll buy jet, I'll dust. 
what? Someone is sitting down saying, Pastor, can't you see me? Can't you can't see me? Why are you not thinking that you also buy a car for somebody? I remember when, when Pastor Chris gave Pastor Saki a car. Ah, some guys were like, wow. Hey, when will Pastor give me? And, Pastor, and I was like, wow, when will I give somebody? God has answered my prayer. Yes. Don't be thinking who is giving you. When I was going up with Pastor B, every time he dashed people things, he doesn't dash me anything. Instead of me to be offended, I saw my calling. My calling is also dash people. <laughs> I don't get offended. I will remove far from you the nothing army. Now, this is what I will teach you about prosperity. Now, you might not know. It's the same in the spirit, the same in the physical. Now, <laughs> this is quite a sensitive topic, but I will tell you. COVID-19 is not just a virus, it's a war. Because right after COVID-19, China shot up in the economy. It's a war. You have to go and read about World War I, World War II, you understand it very well. It's actually a, a, it's, it's a, it's a war. Those things are the economic wars, apart from the fact that... Now, in today's day, if you pick up a gun and go to war, it's quite barbaric. So now they have changed it. They are health wars. And they wrote about it before today. It's not today they are talking about it. Yeah. It's, why? Because in the, old, uh, in the old days, one of the things they used to do is, if I want to boost my economy, one of the things I I go to war with a strong nation, then I pick up their spoil. So these things are economic wars. So I go to war with a strong nation, and I pick up their spoil. It's the same thing in the spirit. Jesus Christ said, go to the book of Matthew. Wilson, I wanted to share your testimony during Thanksgiving, but it looks like I'll have to share it today. Come, you and, you and Richmond. Because of, because of what I ask you people to do, so I'll explain it to you. You don't give all the details, just one or two things. You remember the beginning of the year? Remember the beginning of the year? Nothing was going on. Yes, please, sir. Explain, explain. Oh, okay. Um, sir, for um, some time, I had a, a serious down in business, and it, everything freezed for me. Um, when, when I came to church, my bank account was zero. There was nothing. All zero, I had, real zero. All I had was my suits. Your suits? Yes, to keep the brand in? Just to keep the brand. <laughs> but I said, I was totally down in finance. Nothing to pull. Business was not working. Anything, um, nothing was working. And, um, you know, I, I just kept coming. I just kept coming. I just kept listening. You were, you were inspiring me. I just kept coming. I just kept, kept listening. And, sir, I saw that something was changing about me. At first, every time, all I think about is how I can be successful, how I can get bigger and inspire people. But now, it's, it started being a message all about God. I was not now thinking about the money, the fame, and the honor. But now I started thinking about what can I do for God. Okay. I would like to skip that part. Let's go to the, the money part. Yes, please. Now, <laughs> now, ask. You have your own microphone. Yes, sir. So that was his story, also zero. But you had just come back from China, 
from schooling in China, and you two, what was the account balance? Zero. Zero. Say it well. You give me money after service every to go home. Yes, please, sir. And was was time, it good for a Christian? No, sir. And one time, what, 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 what were your, your parents thinking around that time? Sir, at that time, I don't I don't even talk to <laughs> you don't go there no, at all. I don't go there at all. So one time you got angry. When you gave me the money, you said this is the last time. Multiply this money. So I went to I went to speak in tongues. I spoke in tongues. Then you asked us to do the 21 days. So now this this is the part I want them to get. So, when they were in that predicament, I just knew that they had to do this. So I gave them 21 days fasting and prayer. I said, look, if you think money is just about working, you are lying. You are lying. Look, Matthew chapter 12. I said, this is the miracle service. No. <laughs> Verse 29. Okay. Yeah, 29. It says, or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, underline goods. <laughs> the money you have not seen is in somebody's hand. Except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Now, it's the same thing they used to do. Now, read the story of the lepers. The lepers that went to war. <laughs> when the army was destroyed, they took the goods and that's how the economy of Israel changed. So, sometimes it depends on your, your, your situation or the kind of thing you are doing. I say, hey, 21 days, Pastor, I cannot do any 21 days. We will not go too far on it because you see, you're going to see a greater level. So, after you did everything I told you to do, after lockdown, came out of lockdown and everything, I want us to skip all that part. The last tithe you brought to my house was how much? You came to give your tithe. Was how much? 10,000. 10,000. Okay. And the one before that was what? It was a week's return. It was a week's return yes. on what you were doing. Yes. But the, the week before, you had brought a tithe. How much was that? that was, I didn't count that it. That one was also 10,000. That was also 10,000. Tithe. It's not the money. You are coming out of poverty. <laughs> I said, if you don't think prosperity is for God's people, some people are working out, just follow them, just go with them. Speak in tongues. <laughs> Families are coming out of poverty. Thank you. I don't want to give them all the details, so you just go and sit down. No, don't, don't go and sit in your house and say, My God will never fail me. My God will never fail me. No! He said, if you don't want him to fail you, go and whip it between the porch and the altar. He said, when mercy is activated, something happens. He said, the northern army is rebuked. When mercy is activated, he said, they rebuke the northern army. 
He rebukes the northern army. He rebukes the northern army. This testimony I said, I have plenty. I have plenty of them. Look, let me tell you, for you to know how serious the issue was, eh? for you to know how serious the issue was, when I made them do the 21 days fasting and prayer, they brought me a seed. There were three. The, the three of them, the seed they brought together was 32 CDs. For you to know with the situation of the situation, when I... <laughs> And let me tell you, I know them. They, if they are bringing a seed, it's not, gonna, it's not like they are going to bring the last result of their money. They were bringing what they had. They brought what they had. They two cities. And I, I took it and I proclaimed the blessing over it. I blessed them. After that 21 days, whatever was holding the money, we'll leave it. It's as simple as that. There's nothing, there's no, there's no way I have ever gone on my knees. If I do it one day and I don't see the result, I'll do it two days. If I do two days, I'll do three days. I'll add the days till I finish it. Don't let the devil have a field day in the family. Wake up. Don't let the devil have a field day in the family. Were you the one who shared the testimony with me? You were the one. The one who sent me the WhatsApp message. Come. You are the one who says you know, you know Emily. Give, give the microphone. When, when he finishes, I'll, I'll say one or two things, then I'll start praying. I'll start praying. I'll start praying. You, 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 you wanted to get a job where? Um, at uh, an oil company. An oil company? Yes. So I went there. They invited me for an interview. Oh. And I went there. The interview went very, very well, actually. Oh. And then the man, it was like the favor of God was just on me because I didn't understand what was going on. Okay, so uh, he then told me that I'm the one that they're looking for. And then uh, he was like, I should come back the next day and bring him more of my credentials. So I did. And then he was like, uh, he'll call me, I should stay by my phone, I shouldn't leave my phone. So I went home. And after some time, after a week, I didn't hear from him. So I started calling them and to no avail. So I went. Someone who says you should come the next day. You are not calling me, he's not answering. Those things are not normal. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. So I went there, and <laughs> what the, the receptionist was telling me, it, it didn't make sense at all. It was a dead end. So I went back home, and I continued my activities. I totally forgot about it. So I was invited for another interview uh, I attended. And again, it was as if the, the man was excited to see me, okay? And the interview went so well that at someone's firm, you see, they give you what they want to give you. But the man made me an offer over there to choose what makes me comfortable. He said that there are two things that he wants me to choose from. First, a fixed salary with an office or another one that is variable, but I'll travel around. So I was a little overwhelmed because you are offering me a job and you want me to choose what makes me comfortable. So I chose. Immediately he agreed. In this Ghana? Yes. <laughs> Immediately he agreed. And I was, I was very excited. And then he, he took my details. He was like, stay by your phone. Don't, don't leave. Stay by your phone. <laughs> stay by your phone again. Yes. <laughs> so then I left. I went home. I even started preparing for work. So after a week, I didn't hear from him. So uh, the following Monday, my dad sent me to take his car to the workshop. 
So at the workshop, I was listening to a sermon, and I remembered that I have to call these guys. I called them when. Wait, he, which message were you listening to? Which message were you listening to? Oh, uh, Joe Austin. It was about staying in faith. Okay. Yeah. So I called them, and then uh, the man that picked up, I introduced myself. He was like, "I'm sorry. The names that hit my desk, your name wasn't part of it." And immediately, I, I was surprised. So I was. I was just quiet and he was like, but call back in an hour, maybe I'll check and see. But I said, now I can't help you. Your name is not, it's not here. So, so when the call ended, in fact, on the call, I told him that Mr. Benjamin and I had an agreement. I even chose what he, he said, please. So after the call, I was heartbroken. And then immediately I just shouted, Jehovah Nisi, we will flag that banner today. So, I started speaking in tongues and walking up and down and there were some sellers. In town? Yes. In so, town? Yeah. You were speaking in tongues up and down? Yeah, I was just walking up and down and people were looking at me. Uh, but the prayers that I wanted to pray, I had to dirty myself. So I had to go back to the altar, the, my place of prayer in my room. So I went back to the, the shop and told the boys to continue working on the car. I'll come back. So I came out looking for a taxi because the distance was very, very long. So I started walking. I was speaking in tongues and walking. People were looking at me. And before I had known, I had covered like half of the distance. Mm, speaking then, in tongues? Yeah. So then I saw an Okada and he took me to my house. As soon as I called home, I just entered my room. I took off all my clothes and then I locked the door. And then I started praying. I, 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 was, I prayed for two hours because you know, I understand that in the spirit, numbers do matter. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I had an agreement with him, and two is, is the number for agreement. So I understood that I had an agreement with him. So I said I was going to speak in tongues for two hours. I prayed and prayed and prayed. At a point in time, it was just tears. It was just groaning. It was just moaning. I didn't know what I was doing. But then I was just praying. 30 minutes to two hours. I shouted power three times. Shouted power? Yeah, three times. Then 15 minutes to two hours, I shouted power three times again. 10 minutes to two hours, I super increased the tempo, mm. clapping my hands and power. praying. But it was not to give me morale or vim or something. But I, I, I understand that the scripture says that son of man, prophesy and smite thy hands together that the sword will cut two times. So I understood that. So we have the sword in the spirit. So then I was clapping my hands and praying. And two hours exactly, I shouted power three times. I got angry and I, I started praying in my I understanding. Like the you got angry. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I got angry. I started praying in my understanding and making certain decrees. And after I cleaned my tears, I wore my clothes and went to the workshop. So when I got to the workshop, I called and the, the number was off. <laughs> And then something started telling me in my mind that, that see, just stop. You know, I was fasting at the time. It's a, a scheduled fast that I do monthly. Something just started telling me that just stop fasting and go and get something to you. Your stomach is even making noise. Just <laughs> stop what you are doing. And so I, I told myself that I'm a child of God. I will not act on how I feel. So I left and I went to a friend's house to go and evangelize. So after... Later on, they called me and told me that the car was finished. Like they had 
were done. So I went back. So when I was going home, I remembered that I had to, let me try again. So I called. When I called, the man picked up and he was like, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I was going through our system and I realized that your name is Pat, but... Now your name is Pat. Yeah. That one mistake that he made could have sidelined you. God opens eyes, the devil also blinds eyes. He's rebuked.